The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. What's so amazing? BPI presents Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International. Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Pride Connection, and I am Bryn Lee. And uh, you you probably are catching on very quickly that I sound a little sniffly, a little congested. Uh, That's because Santa decided that it was necessary to stop at my house a little early and give me a case of Christmas COVID. So thanks, Santa. Now, you would think that for this holiday episode of Pride Connection, I would have gotten somebody else to voice the intro, uh, but I I thought it was appropriate for me to hack and cough and wheeze uh, at the very beginning of the show because of this cover of a Bob Rivers Christmas comedy song recorded by Tristan Snyder. This is called Flu Ride. Just hear those noses sniffling, sore throats tickling too. Come on, it's lousy weather to be suffering inside with the flu. Outside the snow is falling, your fever's at a hundred and two. Let's take some Alka-Seltzer and a box of antihistamines, too. Let's take some Kleenex with us and sing a chorus or two. We'll let my red nose lead us on a sleigh ride in spite of the flu. Hack it up, hack it up, lung it up, let's go. Flem chunks in the snow. We're coughing up a yellow and green rainbow. Cough it up, cough it up, cough it up. Oh man, there's some on my hand. My glands are puffed and swollen and every hour I pee. My throat's as rough as leather and raspy as it can be. Let's take some Kleenex with us and sing a carol or two. We'll make our noses redder on a sleigh ride to go with the flu. My kid came home from preschool with a cough today. He'll infect the whole darn neighborhood in about a day. We'll be calling in sick to work until the diarrhea stops. At the pharmacy, we'll get lots more pills to pop. Pop, pop, pop. I took every medication I can legally buy. For the coughing, sneezing, sniffling, and the watery eyes. I'll be getting real drunk on NyQuil. I'll take contact till I'm high. 
this wonderful buzz is great, but I'm glad I don't have to drive. Just hear those noses sniffling, sore throats tickling too. Come on, it's lousy weather to be suffering inside with the flu. Outside the snow is falling, your fever's at 102. Come on, it's lousy weather on a flu ride together with you. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Pride Connection live from Friday Night Clubhouse. And this is all recording coming from our BPI Clubhouse. How, how do we search it up, JD? If people want to join Clubhouse and be with us on the Friday Night Fun Chat at 8 Eastern, how is it? It is Blind LGBT Pride. Yeah. Everybody's welcome. As long as you're nice and respectful, come hang out. And it's casual, come and go. But yeah, usually I would say we're here, what, two hours at least? Oh, at least. Two to five? Um, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it goes on pretty late. Even after I leave. So today we have been asked to bring people in to kind of find out about holidays and holidays in terms of uh, identity, in terms of blindness, in terms of all of the intersectionality. And so I think what the main themes are, what do we do for the holidays how does being blind and or LGBTQ impact our perception of the holidays, I guess, with our in comparison to our families? And for people who don't participate, what do you do instead or in place of? So I guess, do, do you guys want me to talk a little bit? Yes. Okay. Since so, you have a unique family... Or BPI? You know, growing up, I grew up with a single mom and holidays were exciting, but they were also really stressful. And there was always that sense of like, it's fun, but mom's going to be irritated and stressed. And there's going to be an edge to it because it's hard to support a family of four and try to feed everyone and make sure everybody's happy and prep all the food and do all the things on your own. And so growing up, I don't know if I really had any idea or ideals of how it would be. I certainly didn't want kids. haha. And one of my favorite memories of holidays in my early 20s coming out was I was dating a woman and we stayed, this is when, you know, we're convoluted and weird lesbians. Um, we stayed with her ex's family because her ex had kids and we stayed there. We set up all the toys. We did Christmas morning and I was like, this is so fun. Christmas with kids is so fun. And then my sisters had kids and I would stay with my sister, Jen. I would make it a point to always, always go and be there for Christmas Eve, stay over, have presents for the kids um, Christmas morning and spend time with them. And it was really great. And then after that, I really realized I wanted kids like nothing else. And then met my wife and we, you know, I feel like kind of imagined like, wow, 
kids and you, you do the surprises and, you know, you teach them about Santa and you do the tree and like kind of all the ideals. And it has been so fun the last few years to have a little kid and to watch her because now Amelie is four, but to watch her each year that she gets a little older and she gets it a little bit more and she gets the excitement and like the anticipation a little bit more. It has been so fun. And now we're doing things that I never did growing up. Like we got her an advent calendar, like a little tearaway calendar. And so we now have three things that we do every day because we're weird, non-traditional people. So we do the Paw Patrol calendar in the morning. The tree fairy comes every day and leaves a candy cane in the tree because if you put all the candy canes in the tree at once, they don't stay. But if the tree fairy just leaves one a day, they stretch farther and (laughs) it's perfect. And then my wife does like a coloring crafty activity with her every day that, that is creating a chain, like a little tree Christmas chain. How about we ask John to tell us about your traditions and, and history and, and how you feel as a person in the LGBT community at this time of year? Sure. I'd be glad to. I mean, I grew up with Christmas was very magical didn't grow up in a religious household, but we were very loved the season and the food and the colors and the lights and the, all that was, was very important. And uh, my parents, I just remember from a very young age, always made it really magical for my, my sisters and I. And my parents were very liberal my dad wouldn't say so, but he was, and uh, very accepting of everybody. And my first year in university, I brought home for the holidays my my uh, roommate, who was eh, much more than a roommate. We were we were very close, and he was uh, a foreign student from Hong Kong, and we're still close today, good friends. But uh, they knew that we were a lot closer than just two roommates. Uh, We lived off campus. We got this little bungalow on the beach is where we lived. And uh, we we just had a great time. And uh, so he comes home and, you know, they knew we were a couple at that time. And just know, I mean, I didn't have to go through the problems of, of, family not accepting anything like that they they definitely accepted us and never even made it seem like it was an issue and i'm so grateful to that you know fast forward i later got married to a woman and uh now most of my family is ones i pick so, friends are my family. Jess is my family. Amelie is my family. Leah is my family. We pick you too. <laughs> but I just wish I could have been there or you know, be there for Christmas. But, uh, we spent uh, Turkey Day together and had a great week. And I was so afraid of 
maybe Amelie not accepting me. Ooh, who's this old man? You know? <laughs> well, I get out of the Uber and she comes running down the street with her arms open. JD, JD, <laughs> you're here, you're here. <laughs> That's my holiday experience this year and I cherish it. Mommy, put the iPad down, come here. JD, hi. Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> Are you having fun? Yeah. Do you know that JD sent you some presents? Wait. Where? <laughs> yeah. What color's the Christmas tree outside? Rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. Christmas yeah. tree yeah. is rainbow. I forgot to say that. We have a rainbow inflatable Christmas tree out front. Yeah, last year at the end of Christmas, our other tree was biting the dust and... She's like, I want a rainbow tree for next year. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Of course, they do actually have artificial rainbow trees now after I've gotten this other thing. But uh, I saw this last January, and I was like, oh, that would be perfect. At least for out in the yard, we could give her a rainbow tree. So I kept watching it and watching it. And during uh, a lady's sale days, I uh, saw it for 50% off in July. So I got it for her and I hid it back behind my chair until November. And then I put it up right after my back surgery was, I was allowed to do a little bit more so that I could get up and have a little bit of joy because, you know, having back surgery, it wasn't the greatest, but it was wonderful to see the the look on her face and just to see all the joy she has for the season, you know, with having the Christmas tree. Well, that is awesome. I love it. And now I want a rainbow tree. Shall we talk to Ms. Lee, Ms. Bryn June Lee? Would you care to enlighten us as to your time of the season? I would, yeah. I do have some family here in Minnesota because my dad's originally from Rogers, Minnesota. And so a lot of my uncles and aunts are still here. And last year was the first year that I didn't participate in the family Christmas. And that was because, you know, I was at a point in my early days of my transition where I was, you know, I wasn't ready to come out to family yet because the big, the big obstacle was my dad coming out to him. And so I didn't feel like I could go to the family Christmas and boy mode it. So I, I opted out for Christmas last year, but I'm happy to say that I, you know, I'm ready to go to the family Christmas party as my authentic self because I'm out to the whole family now and everyone. Last year was more of a friends Thanksgiving and friends Christmas. And this year is going to be also that because, you know, friends are sort of my, my family since I live so far away from, you know, biological family. Uh, my dad and my sisters live in Arizona, and so I don't get to do Christmas with the family very often when it's not cousins and uncles and aunts and stuff. So I've always leaned heavily on my friends to get me through that sort of lonely part of the year. So my roommate and I, we have a purple tree that has little orange pumpkin lights on it because we're both kind of obsessed with Halloween. And I know, look, I, I know that we are firmly in Mariah Carey territory, but I'm having a hard time letting go of my, my Halloween music. 
And so we have our Nightmare Before Christmas watch party uh, while we put up the purple Christmas tree. Um, we did that last year and we'll do it again this year. And we have stockings up on the wall behind the couch where we put little gifts in. And, and it's sort of fun with my roommate to be like, you know, hey, hey, guess what? I'm putting another thing in the stocking. No, don't put more things in my stocking. You've already got my stocking too full. Oh, my God. Now I got to find you something else. And, you know, it's um, kind of playing that game of like trying to outdo each other. And last year... I decided to make a mixtape for each person in my life and they each got a blank tape made you know with music from Spotify that is you know music that just screams that person you know uh and then they got a bluetooth tape recorder or tape player so they could play the cassette on their standard bluetooth speakers or cars or whatever oh and this will be this will be the first christmas that I've celebrated without my mom like without her, without calling her for Christmas. Um, well, actually, that's not true. She passed away last last June, um, so last Christmas I guess was the first. But anyway, um, it's it's hard to like celebrate Christmas and not call my mom and wish her a happy, you know, a, a merry Christmas and all that. So, but yeah, that's um, that's that's my holiday traditions and stuff that are going to happen for me this year. Um, I can also relate a little bit to Bryn. This is my, this is the second Christmas without my mother. She passed away last year as well. Mm -hmm. And we're all sort of getting used to that. Like her birthday is Sunday. So we're going out to breakfast to a place that she always liked to go. But, you know, it, that also is a little bit um, difficult. You know, we're, you, people assume, oh, by the second year, you should be over it by now. But, it, it's, you know, who is it for them to say? how you should or shouldn't feel. So I still celebrate Christmas with uh, particularly my mom's uh, side of the family um, and still am, you know, close enough to, to do that. You know, in terms of your mom, like it's been 22 years for me and I still miss my mom on Christmas because she's who showed me yeah. how you make Christmas from having little to nothing and you still make the magic. Um, so it's, Nobody can tell. Well, you and how it's long also you're it's weird too because you know her mother passed away in in 2011, and she, as much as she complained and and said she didn't like it and whatever, she she did enjoy Christmas mm -hmm. and and having everybody over and making the food. And her favorite Christmas song uh, was "I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas," and so oh, every year, <laughs> every year I put that as my ringtone right after Thanksgiving and it just makes me think of Mamma and it makes me smile and, and you know people you know when people tease me about it I kind of explain it and they're like oh okay fair enough I see why you have that as your your ringtone you know it just it it, it makes also, me think of it's her. It's a really you know? common fun Christmas song why are people questioning? Yeah, and it's, I, it's, it's funny. really normal. My middle me. son recorded it um, when he was I I I want to say he was like eight. He was kind of scared to sing it, and and so he was watching me. I mouthed the words along with him, like I Aww. sat on the other side. <laughs> I was like mouthing the words, and he was watching me. He was watching me so closely that if he he kind of you can hear a couple of the words in the song are not quite 
properly formed and it's because he's he's doing he's copying me <laughs> it's it's so funny yeah Tris, how about you oh <laughs> well let's see i grew up in the standard traditional american christmas viewpoint all of the stuff that tends to be associated with christmas in the united states and uh I had a pretty nuclear childhood. I mean, my grandparents were still together and, and my parents were still together when I was young. But as I grew older and realized that I personally did not fit the traditional Christian mold, and as I heard things in Sunday school that caused me to really aggressively turn away from the religion itself, Christmas became for me, I didn't abandon it, but I did change its focus for myself. And for myself, Christmas became time with family to give each other a present just to show how much we cared for each other. And it was a time for fun music and good food and and lots of, you know, holiday cheer, basically. And that's kind of where I went with it. And as I grew even older and did research into other religions, I realized, you know, that the traditions originally came from Yule and Solstice. And so that kind of also helped to inform my personal practices. And many people who have heard me talk already know that I'm gay, but I, I was married to a woman for a while and we had kids and she's Jewish. So I was introduced to the Jewish traditions of Hanukkah and and so that was that was another piece of it that I kind of just incorporated into basically from Halloween to 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 New Year's it's just it's the whole bloody season right it's the whole holiday thing and then as time went on and I moved to Los Angeles I kind of had what Bryn had and and wasn't around to be with my family all the time so I started picking family members and and having it with friends and creating a chosen family in that way and um and then I met who became my best friend, and her birthday happens to be Christmas Eve. And on top of all that, this past year in 2023, I met the love of my life, whose birthday is the 27th of December. So it just sort of all fell into place to complete this whole giant holiday season and so um, I am lucky enough to be able to spend Christmas not only with my family, my grandparents have since passed, but um, but also with my best friend and my boyfriend. And that that is pretty cool. I'm I'm very happy about that. And since my grandmother passed last year, she was the one who would make all of the wonderful Christmas goodies, all the cookies and the the we had these these cheese balls and the pies and the all of this stuff. And so it's my turn to take that mantle up. And so I take a great pleasure in, in baking at this time of year. Yeah. And now I have a new family member here, my little new guide dog, Kibble. Apparently from her puppy raisers, they told me she likes to wear clothes. And um, she had, as a puppy, a Christmas vest that said Santa's favorite on it. And uh, I feel that I must find one uh, in her current size. <laughs> that's, great. that's great i just um, wanted to say about the baking baking you know food is such a 
I feel like food is a connection that no matter what's going on, like no matter whether you're included with your family or whether you're choosing your family or whatever, like I feel like the threat of food and treats and things like that, especially for Christmas is such a big thing. Um, I think about the no bake peanut butter oatmeal drops and the smell of those Mm. and my mom making fudge. And Leah is the baker. She has not baked in a few years, but she got all the things. And there's going to be, what kind of cookies, Leah? Gingerbread molasses cookies. Oh, my own good. version of my mm. chocolate chip cookies and then my uh, sugar cookies that I use cutouts for. And then oh. half I will do cutouts of various holiday type stuff because I have like a gazillion cookie cutters for every holiday and occasion I have them for. <laughs> and then half of them I'm going to use uh, royal icing mixed with uh, food coloring to decorate the tops of them. But like Jess, she doesn't like the icing. She said it takes, makes it too sweet or whatever. But it's fun just to even look at them. Even if you get one, you're like, oh, I'll take a nibble. It's like, oh, it's too sweet, but it was very pretty. When when I was a kid, we did this thing a few years in a row in elementary school. And I thought it was the coolest kind of thing. We created um, – they weren't exactly gingerbread houses because they weren't made of gingerbread. What my ingenious teachers did was – they had us take those little cartons of milk that you mm-hmm. could get from the cafeteria. <laughs> yep. We did that too. We could rinse, we rinsed them out so they were clean inside. And then we took a kind of a sweet fondant and used it as glue, essentially. And we glued graham crackers to to each side yep. that were mm-hmm. cut to fit the carton. Yeah. And then and then we is sort of it's it's the like a, a little steepled so sort of a thing mm-hmm. and we decorated that sucker with so many i mean gumdrops red hots m&ms skittles you name it i mean you can everything any, anything and everything that could fit on there and it could be as high a, a, a thing as you wanted it to be as long as it stood up and it was just it was so much fun and i kind of I kind of wish I had thought to do that with my kiddos, you know, but yeah, it was I want to do that. And I don't want to do the kits. I hear that they make gingerbread kits, but I hear that all the candy that you put on those is nerds and crunchy, hard, yucky candy. And I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, you got to have good candy. It's not as fun. It's, it's not as fun when it's made for you. It's more fun if you can, if you have the spoons and you and you can do it. It It is fun to do stuff the old way sometimes. Well, I think it's time for a quick break and another song from Tristan. This is another Bob Rivers comedy cover. This is a song called It's the Most Fattening Time of the Year. Ha-ha! Put on your seatbelts, everybody. Put on your food belts. Oh, no, it's not that time of year again. No, it can't be. It can't be. Tell me, pitch me. Tell me it's not here. It's the most fattening time of the year With that pumpkin pie filling and everyone swilling down eggnog and beer It's the most fattening time of the year It's the lip-smacking a season of all when you're shopping, you're cheating, impulsively eating that junk at the mall. 
It's the half heaviest season of all. They'll be stuffing for tasting and turkeys for basting and giblets and gravy will flow. There'll be cookies that mom baked and a leftover fruitcake from a Christmas a long time ago. It's the scale flattening time of the year. While your diet you're blowing, there's calories going straight down to your rear. It's the most fattening time of the year. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know there's food everywhere. Eggnog flowing out of fountains. It's like one big bar mitzvah. But listen, you don't have to do that. You could have small portions and make ribbons instead of fudge. You can do it, please try! There'll be after meal dozing and arteries closing Cholesterol levels will grow It's too cold to go jogging, too crisp for tobogganing So pass me a hot buttered roll Don't you dare touch that roll, I'm watching! It's the most fattening time of the year all those gingerbread shingles and chocolate Kris Kringles will tremble in fear. It's the most fattening time. It's the belt loosening time. It's the most fattening time of the year. So on the topic of gingerbread houses my mom found these patterns in one of her like good housekeeping or good housewife magazines and we printed them out on cardboard and we ran a, a knife around them on raw gingerbread dough and then we baked these gingerbread pieces but of course when they bake they expand so they're not going to be the exact right size so we ended up having to like hack them with a hatchet to the exact size after they baked. And, you know, they came out okay. You know, I had to convince my mom that butter icing and royal icing are not the same thing. And even though she's been cooking all her life, that the internet may know a few things she does not. Um, <laughs> and that gingerbread house, I actually put a very short string of lights inside of an opening in the back and just kind of like coiled them up. So I made a light up gingerbread house that year and I was so proud of myself. That is adorable. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, as long as you are in a mood to, to share with us, Jessica, would you like to share how Christmas goes for you both sort of in the past and, and as you discovered your identity and your, your world? Sure. So Christmas in the past, it really depended on whether my siblings were in town or not. Pretty much whether they were or were not in town, my parents and I would get like a large six or seven foot real uh, Fraser fir Christmas tree and decorate it with all the lights and ornaments. My parents still have these really big C7 indoor ginormous voltage hog colored Christmas light bulbs that get very hot. 
And they have some of the, you know, the standard ball ornaments. They also have some wooden toy ornament type things. Like, a, you know, the different, like Santa riding in an airplane and like kids in bed and like toy boxes and different little knicky knack ornaments like that. They would decorate the outside of the house with like lots of lights. I mean, my dad is pretty much a physically active kind of guy. So he gets out his aluminum ladder and has to go to the tippy top of the two-story house and string lights all the way up there. And he's still doing it today, even though he's like in his mid-70s. So bless his little heart. Um, (laughs) My mom and I used to love to roll out sugar cookie dough and use our plethora of different cookie cutters we have tubs of these cookie cutters and then I used to like to frost them and make colored icing and I would get very seriously into making them into works of art Um, but now I don't have time or energy for doing as many cookies I still really like the idea of Christmas cookies though now I live on my own I'm not terribly far away, but I still definitely prefer having space. I prefer doing my own decorating, not under pressure, uh, because there was always a pressure of, you know, we say we're going to take it slow, but I want it done yesterday. Um, (laughs) And just a whole bunch of emotional intensity around the holidays, just because I think we all have some, you know, things that, we need to learn and leave behind from the past. So I like having a smaller, more petite real Christmas tree that matches smaller petite me. And I have a lot of Muppets and Disney ornaments now. And this year I have like the theme of musical instruments. I have like a giant treble clef, some giant notes. I have like Rolf the dog playing a piano. Um, a sparkly red piano, different other gold instruments and things, uh, different instrument themes this year. And I'm still kind of building my tribe. Um, Getting together with family is great. I'm grateful they still invite me. But I really am trying to find people that I vibe with and form deeper connections that, you know, maybe we can have like a a friends get together near the holidays or something like that. Um, I feel like everybody has family they go with or chosen family, and I'm still finding where I fit in all that. Well, we're wow. glad you're here with us, and thank you. Thank you for sharing all that. That's really cool. I like those musical decorations. <laughs> well, if nobody minds, I think I'll jump in here if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I come from a very big Italian family. Currently, I am now one of 76 cousins. Um, my mother was one of Whoa. 11. My father was one of 12. And um, my mother's birthday is Christmas Eve. So my dad had drilled it into my sister and I from a very young age that we had to make Christmas Eve special, but we also had to spend it with family. You know, we do my mom's family on one, you know, on Christmas Eve and my dad's on Christmas and vice versa year after year. 
But um, about three o'clock in the afternoon, whenever, if sometimes we went to school on Christmas Eve in New York, which is crazy, but that's the what? way the school system was back then. So depending on when, you know, my dad would make sure that he was home from work early and we would make a meal for my mom and we'd make some sort of special dessert. Um, and we all had the special birthday presents. And so, you know, around three, four o'clock, we'd start all that and, and have the birthday celebration. Then we'd all have to get dressed because my parents were the kind of folks that you had that, you know, it was a Christmas sweater with a white, you know, button down shirt underneath. Sometimes it's high, sometimes not a tie, but you know, you dressed because later after we were going to go to church. And so we'd all hop into the car and then inevitably every year my father would forget something, be it his wallet, his keys, something. And, and my parents would argue for a moment or two, you know, to, to cover everything. Never thought about it when I was a kid, but as an adult, and I'm telling this story, I'm thinking to myself, well, if he forgot his keys, how do he get back into the house to get them without my mother's keys? And it's cold, so the car is running. She definitely had the keys in the car, but I'm digressing as I'm known to do. That was the chance for him to get all the Christmas presents from wherever they were hidden. Mind you, from the age of seven on, I found the Christmas presents each year. Half the time I would let my sister in on it and let her know what she was getting to. Half the time I gleed in the fact that I knew everything and nobody else knew that I knew. That tells you a lot about my personality, doesn't it? But um, then we would go to whatever family it was. And it didn't matter which side of the family it was. Inevitably, at ooh, I would say about 1030-ish at night, the jovility would turn into... A rip-roaring fight. Christmas trees got knocked over. Things got thrown out of the third-story window. My grandmother lived in a building at that point. And then we would all troop into the car and walk into church like this amazing, you know, 50-person family that all loves each other. Um, and then we'd do the same thing all over again the next day. And I have very, very, very fond memories. As crazy as it sounds, I have very, very fond memories of, of Christmas as a child. As an adult, I feel like I've had three different iterations it was the couple of years where I was in college and away from it all, and I never wanted to go back to that craziness again. And then kind of deciding one of the days, which would always be Christmas, since Christmas Eve was my mom's birthday, I would do for myself and friends. But I started a tradition in junior high where I made what I called secret Santa cards. And I, I didn't give it to everyone in all of my classes, but I the ones, the friends... And, and maybe not even friends, in fact, often not even friends, but people that I knew weren't going to get the same kind of attention as, as others. I would make an anonymous Christmas card, um, and I enlisted a teacher, actually, who loved me to actually help out, and she would slip them through the gratings in the lockers while we were all in class, and I would sit there all day, and my best friend at the time knew um, and so the two of us would sit there all day, you know, kind of watching reactions and who could it be from. And, and it carried that tradition all the way through. When I was working, I would always pick a couple of employees and just put a, a small little gift, something, you know, something stupid, a stress ball or, or whatever with a, with a homemade Christmas card. And now, even though we didn't decorate this year, we decorated last year at a great beautiful setup with the tree and old ornaments and new ornaments and mixing of his and mine and, you know, family ornaments. And the tradition for me, you know, my mom is gone, but Christmas Eve will always be her day. But it's, it's really nice being able to share it with someone that, you know, <laughs> that's your person. <laughs> so 
that's Christmas in my kind of realm. And I'm Anthony, by the way, for anyone who might be listening who doesn't know um, Vice President and BPI, you know, I, I love BPI. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone, and happy holidays, whatever holiday it is you celebrate. And I want to say this. If you choose to sit out the holiday, as as I think many of us in this room probably have at least once, I know I did a couple of years after I lost my eyesight, I just was not in a holiday mood and I just sat them all out. And that is very okay too. So wherever you are with the holidays, BPI loves you, I love you, and, and happy holidays. Thank you. I think one interesting uh, trend I see here is that a number of us have family or loved ones that have a birthday right around Christmas. My younger sister's birthday was uh, Christmas Eve, and my mom's birthday was Christmas Day. So I always felt bad for them because no matter how you try, it never really evened out for them, I don't think. I always get the Merry Christmas and Happy Birthday presents. I'm like, me too. Right, right. Me too. Well, I don't know which thing I'm going to give you, but I guess I'll give you these for your birthday. But (laughs) I didn't choose. I used to get that because my birthday is a little further away, but it is the 14th of January and people would be like, okay, so I have two presents. Pick one and that'll be your Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. We had another cousin whose birthday is the day after Christmas. And I always, I would always sit there cringing because it would be like, oh, we have your Christmas. And and like the birthday present would be socks or a scarf. And it's like, oh man, you know, I I got a chessboard this year or I got, you know, I always got a present that I wanted for my birthday, not a scarf <laughs> yeah or you get a yeah. combined thing or like for your birthday so my birthday is december 13th and you get someone gives you like a singing snowman or a christmas decoration and i just oh, am like thank you for the thought yes. please keep your christmas present this is my birthday or else you know when their birthday's in june or march you give them a singing santa or snowman right. and you wrap and their present in that, that has, you wrap yeah. their present in christmas paper and you say happy birthday it's like and they're like uh yeah, well, you did it for me. So my mom was so sweet for the longest time that she would not decorate our house. Um, we would not start Christmas decorating until December 14th. So Aww. I could have some Aww. peace. Nice. And yeah. at home, it would feel like normal life. And there would be no Christmas throw up decorations. I heard the voice of my beloved. So now I shall ask Marco. Tell us about your holidays and and how okay. how it was for you and how you feel these days about holidays. All right. So the Philippines is a Christmas crazy culture. I kid you not, on midnight of September 1st, radio stations would start playing Christmas music. So when September hits, you, you'll start to see it. Like, you know, shopping centers would have their decorations up and people start playing Christmas songs. <laughs> so I mean, September to like uh, sometime in January or whatever. So it's, it's, we're Christmas crazy like that. It's always been family, friends, and food. That's always been a staple. We're, we're, we're a Catholic country. So a lot of this, the, the celebrations it does revolve around um, religion. I'm lucky that blindness or my queerness has never been an issue. And my mom's family and my dad's family are very close. 
they actually live across the street from each other. So, you know, it's it's it, Christmas was easy for us. It's like, you know, it's always Christmas Eve at my mom's and Christmas Day at my dad's because, you know, it's just across the street. So it's always fun. And a tradition in, in, in our household was really putting up the tree. It's always me and my mom uh, putting the tree up. Which, which I miss because I've, I've been away from home. Like I've lived um, outside of the Philippines uh, six out of the last 10 years or so. So um, it's been tough. Uh, it's been tough for me uh, a little bit because I've, I've been away from home. So it's always been my chosen family where, wherever it is I'm living. But it was so funny. Uh, Tristan was talking about this earlier and I realized that I've actually never met the family of somebody I was dating for Christmas because... Um, a lot of my relationships never lasted long enough. And the longest relationship that I've had was with somebody from a background who, who and cultural and religious background that doesn't really celebrate Christmas. And so I was like, holy smokes. Um, so we, we uh, Tristan mentioned earlier, we, we are celebrating Christmas together this year. So I just realized I'm terrified meeting the family, but you know, it's, it's, it's a new tradition. <laughs> Hopefully it's 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 a good one, um, but yeah, um, it's it's always there's always space for 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 new traditions and and especially the last few years that I've been here, I've been here for this is my fourth year uh, living in in the states and my family's back home. I do have family here, and I've been celebrating the holidays um, with with family the last couple of years, um, but they're going away somewhere this year. So I was like, okay, great, spending it with Tristan this year. And we will make sure that your birthday is celebrated separately from Christmas. <laughs> yes, I know. And there's <laughs> uh, you've told me there's wangling going on, and I don't know what that is. But... There is wangling going on. Mm. I can wangle with the best of them, and there is currently wangling happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can I jump in? You sure can. Okay. Sure. We should mention that you're Sean. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm Sean. Um my family has been good when I've had partners who could spend Christmas with me. My grandmother included the the person that I was dating at that time. And um, my mom's side of the family when uh, included my, my current partner when he was visiting. And uh, I guess some of what I've been thinking more about is kind of the blindness aspect because the queerness didn't really mention it. It was just uh, this is Louie or this is Brandon and that's they were just included but one of the things that my mom's side of the family has done for a number of years is uh, a gag gift exchange and the way this works is that if, you know people choose you know whether they're going to be a part of it and they draw numbers and they go in order and you pass the gifts around but you can't open them until the end and you can steal up to three times from anybody who has already opened something so you could be getting something that is totally awful and have no idea but i always have to remind them okay when we start opening you've got to tell me what they are because they get so excited about what they are and laughing so hard and stuff i'm like what is it what did they get like i have to remind them that i i need to i want to know <laughs> what's going on too and you have to remember to to tell me who's you know getting what gifts and stuff and um so that's kind of one thing just reminding people also if they if they decide i hate when they do this but if they decide they have to bring out the boxes of photos and go through them then okay who who's in the pictures what are they doing like just reminding them like hey 
you still need to clue me in here. And it's funny, you'd think that family would remember and automatically do that, but sometimes they don't. And you have to, you know, have to remind them about that kind of thing. And I remember the other thing is always funny is they would get in the car for the express purpose of driving around to random places to look at Christmas lights. And I'm like, well, this is freaking boring because oh, I, yes. I can't see the Christmas yeah. lights. This is boring. You know, in celebration for that, they have the great Christmas light fight and they always win. Like they win those houses and there's blocks and blocks of this little town that Disney made. And the houses are all full of lights and there's music and snow blowing and hot chocolate. Like it's like a Christmas village and it's so full of lights. And I haven't gone since I lost my vision. So maybe I'll challenge myself. We have a tool now that uh, can help us in situations like that seeing ai take pictures and then go through yeah be my ai yeah be my, yeah. Be my yeah, ai be my is, AI. is yeah. fast did i i i meant be my ai i'm stuck i know that's why Here's I, AI. Yeah. also we did a show on abc which uh ties into what janine was saying about the disney town um mm-hmm. called the great christmas light fight yes and we would describe the decorations. I think they're actually probably still on Hulu somewhere. So, like, if people want to just have kind of a, a, a fairly accessible experience looking at decorations and lights and stuff, um, I think they're there. So, to answer what someone was saying about going up close to things, my mom used to have me do that as I was growing up. I would at least walk up closer to take a closer look at things because I have pretty stable low vision. However, when I was growing up, we had those hard molded plastic. Now they're all inflatable and they're not as fun to touch now because they're inflatable, but I call them plastic light ups. There were those hard molded ones and yeah. i used to love those things i have I a snowman those things i still have some you I do okay yeah they're not um, very popular anymore i love those no. they're right just they're not popular because they take up volume and you got to store them and they don't melt down yes. in a melted pool of whatever like the inflatables do but <laughs> they also had these things i don't know how best to describe them but they're like a wire mesh and there were lights inside, and they would form a shape. Yes, like reindeers. Yeah, and those, when I look at them with my eyes, they look like very extremely pixelated, like dot matrix things that <laughs> are hard to tell what they are because the lights are such a like a poor resolution, and they don't like fill in. But when they when you touch them, they're like awful to touch. They're like a yes. really rough texture. So yeah. I love the hard plastic light ups Mm -hmm. and also they had there's this one yard that has those light matrix ones but they put cloth over them and they are so much nicer to touch do you think you should knock on their door and ask them to feel or you can just feel it i'm just gonna feel it if they're out there on the lawn man they are there for people to touch that's (laughs) what i think too i (laughs) agree yeah Yeah. um now in arizona agree with me in Arizona, now, we borrow from, you know, because we're a southwestern state, we, we borrow from Mexico in some of our traditions. The way I see it, they were here uh, well before the United States claimed the territory. So um, I, I'm, I'm all down with that. And one of the things that we do uh, and that we have for, for some of our decorations, we actually decorate cactus, cacti. 
with lights oh and stuff. And I don't know how, because I you couldn't pay me real money to try to put lights on a cactus. But mm-hmm. there, there's that. They do that. And they also have these luminarias, these pretty little... They're, they are often in shapes and you put, um, some people put candles in, I guess now some days that now they put like LED candles in, um, or whatever, but they, they often light the path that you walk to somebody's door. That's a thing that happens a lot out here for the holidays. Now now that you mentioned the, um, the luminarias, uh, we have something similar back home in the Philippines. We would make Christmas lanterns in the shape of, um, a star. So the nativity star, uh, traditionally we made them from like bamboo and rice paper, but, and then put candles on the inside of them. But of course, later people realized those were fire hazards, <laughs> putting a candle inside a lantern made of rice paper. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's something that we, we used to do as, as kids. Of course, we would like put lights on the inside of them and not make them with, with paper anymore. We would sometimes make them with like little cellophane sheets or um, a fabric. Um, yeah, th- those are, well, the Philippines is a, a former Spanish colony. So there's a lot of overlap there. So yeah, we would we would have those hang them outside the house. Hey, hey everybody. I've just been quietly listening. It's Leah. I have a bad cold. So my voice is just really unpleasant today. You know, it's interesting because you were talking about, a lot of you were talking about decorations, and I realized while you were talking about that, that one of the things that my mother did, and I didn't realize it at the time, but I think a lot of it was because I couldn't see them, is that every year, my sister, my mother, and I would decorate the tree, and uh, my parents had a ton of decorations, some of them from when they were little kids, Uh, Some of them that my sister and I got when we were little, but so that I would know everything that was going up on the tree, I would basically be the person that unwrapped each decoration. We had, yeah, we had like (laughs) three or four boxes. I would be the one that unwrapped each one and then I would give it to my sister uh, for her to place which she thought it would look, you know, pleasing on the tree, but that way I knew everything that was going up there. So that was was really cool. The other thing my mom did, which was really funny, is that uh, she had learned a little bit of Braille at one point. And so on Christmas morning, the presents that were from, from me said, Leah from Santa in Braille. And my mom had told me at one point, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Rudolph is blind, so he knows Braille. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so that was really, really cool. And also, when my grandparents would would bring presents for Christmas, they would wrap their presents in a different kind of wrapping paper for me that wasn't the same as what my sister got, so that I could tell the difference, you know, so I realized I never really had considered it before, but I guess we had kind of an accessible Christmas. I just want to thank everybody for sharing with us their traditions and their incredible stories. It was such a lovely evening. This was so much fun. And and I encourage everyone to come to our clubhouse. Jessica and JD, would you guys like to say anything before we before we close out this evening? 
Well, I can say this has been a lot of fun. It's learned a lot. Uh, I've loved hearing everybody what they do and the, the diversity we have. And uh, I can't wait for next year. Yeah, um, I loved all the stories. I, you know, I think it's like we we found some definite threads of food tradition and kind of chosen family. And I think that's really cool, too. And I really quickly want to get a message from a tiny human. Can you do me a favor? Peppermint stick song really quick. Say it nice and loud. I took a Good job. Can you say happy holidays, everyone? Yay. Say hi, baby. Happy holidays. Good job, cutie pie. Say hi, JD. Good job, mommy. You have been listening to Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International. For more information, go to our website at bpi.gay. I broke my bat on Johnny's head. Somebody snitched on me. I hid a frog in sister's bed. Somebody snitched on me. I spilled some ink on mommy's rug. I made Tommy eat a bug. Bought some gum with a penny slug. Somebody snitched on me. So I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Mommy and daddy are mad. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Cause I ain't been nothing but bad. I put a tack on teacher's chair. Somebody snitched on me. I tied a knot in Susie's hair. Somebody me. I did a dance on mommy's plants. Climbed a tree and tore my pants. Filled the sugar bowl with ants. Somebody snitched on me. Oh, hurry up. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Mommy and daddy are mad. Christmas, cause I ain't been nothing but bad. I won't be seeing Santa Claus, somebody snitched on me. He won't come visit me because somebody snitched on me. Next year I'll be going straight, next year I'll be good, just wait. I'd start now, but it's too late, somebody's... Who's that coming down the chimney with a bag over his shoulder? It's him! It's him! I thought he wasn't coming! Where's the silverware, little boy? In the dining room, like I told you. And the jewelry? Same place as last time. How about my cut? The usual. The usual? Join me in a chorus, okay? Why not? I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Mommy and Daddy are mad. <laughs> I'm getting nothing for Christmas Cause I ain't been nothing but bad Have a good season? Excellent!